It's the off-season, which means it's time to overthink everything. From Philip Forsberg, appearing on stage at CMA Fest, to Barry Trotz, buying a house in Nashville. There is no shortage of things to overthink. Is there any validity to anything that has gone on? We'll talk about that. Plus, a recap of last night's Stanley Cup Finals, and I have an apology uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning for ensuring the Colorado Avalanche won that game. Coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Well, you know, Ann, it is tradition in uh, the hockey world. The longer we go into the offseason, the longer there is no Preds hockey, and the longer there is no news on any sort of roster signings or anything like that. It is tradition of the Predators fan base to just start overthinking every little tidbit of information that pops out. It is like the breadcrumb that just like (laughs) 50 seagulls swarm down upon. (laughs) That is, it it is like turkey vultures and a barely there deer. Yes, this is a whole amazing phenomenon in in hockey and I am 100% here for it. You see, I was cute with the seagulls and the breadcrumb. You took it to kind of a... Oh, it's dark. Some of it is dark. Like, let's just be real. Some of it is dead meat and turkey vultures. But again, you know, people want to... People turn and look at that too. So here we are. You could have easily just said breadcrumb and we would have gone about our day, but... Well... Yeah. We should overthink why I went there. Why did there I we go, go there? <laughs> yeah. So, so a couple of things have happened, uh, ranging from some pretty straightforward comments from John Hines mm-hmm. to Philip Forsberg making a guest appearance uh, at CMA Fest, which was hilarious in its own regard, to yep. Barry Trotz buying a house in Nashville immediately after reportedly turning down a head coaching job elsewhere. Uh, and of course, the Predators fans, the Predators faithful, they're having a field day with this, uh, looking for any sort of sign that they mean something. Yes. So that's what we're going to do here today. We are going to look at all of these trendy sort of weird stories, and we are going to debate whether or not there is anything to look into there. Like, is this maybe, you know, something could be around the corner? Or mm-hmm. are we grasping for straws at anything to get us through this offseason? So we're breaking out the Ovothinko meter. Which- <laughs> Something I just invented on the spot. The Ovothinko meter will tell us whether or not we're really overthinking things or if there's maybe some good signs here or there. Mm-hmm. The eighth grade girl in me is here for this episode because I am here to take a small nugget and overthink it to death. So I think your your new machine is going to get a workout today. How many uh, shows are we away from like that little like square like thing? 
<gasps> I loved that, the little yeah. paper like, thing. Yeah. Who will you marry? Who will you marry? Uh-huh. And dun, then, dun, dun, dun. yep. And then you unfold. Yeah. Yeah. I have never learned how to make those ever. Can you believe that? Now I'm very familiar with them and, and had other people do them, but I, I don't know how to make one. Yeah. I can make an oboe thingo meter. I, I can't make that. Uh, that's yeah. a little bit too hands-on for me. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's start tame. And mm -hmm. uh, let's go back to yesterday. John Hines was on 1025 the game. Uh, he started talking about the offseason, mentioned Philip Forsberg, because, of course, he was asked. Uh, his comments were that, quote, Philip Forsberg is working out uh, in Nashville, which we had kind of heard reports about before. He yep. said, quote, Philip is in a good place, that he's checked in on him. And he also said he is, quote, optimistic and mm -hmm. pretty confident that Forsberg will be back, but says he's also going to plan for any and all outcomes. So, Anne, mm -hmm. how much should we read into John Hines basically saying he is, quote, pretty confident Philip Forsberg is going to be back? I will say I slept a little bit better last night after hearing these comments from John Hines. So I think that Nashville Predators fans can read a little bit into this. And the reason I say that is one of the things that we have seen over this season and, and that has been growing over John Hines' tenure is he has a really good relationship with the players and is just a frank talker. John Hines um, is very uh, open. I think he um, has done a great job with the media as far as speaking plainly. And I don't feel like this is somebody who's going to go out and say something that leans pretty strongly to the Forsberg signs direction without having some sort of indication that that's true, because it would be a misrepresentation of what's going to happen if Forsberg doesn't sign. And that's just not in John Hines wheelhouse. Like if Forsberg doesn't sign, John Hines has been absolutely shocked and smacked by that news after hearing what he said. So read into this. I, I agree. I think this is not insignificant the way mm -hmm. John Hines talks about Philip Forsberg. Um, you know, you, you hear coaches, I mean, this is obviously the free agency game. You know, it's, you hear, you know, coaches all the time and players all the time saying, it's like, yeah, you know, I want to be back. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, the, the fact that John Hines has kind of come out and, and put a metric on it a little bit, yeah, you know, he's pretty confident Philip Forsberg is going to come back. I mean, we, we've kind of heard that from a lot of different people here recently, uh, that they had a good feeling that Forsberg was going to come back. It's just a matter of money. Um, you know, I don't think that's insignificant for the coach to come out and, and say that, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, there's now sort of a back it up sort of thing. Uh, for yeah. Philip coming back. So to me, obviously John Hines is in the know. He seems to talk to Philip Forsberg a lot. Obviously he's going to be in pretty good contact with David Poyle. So this isn't just some, you know, person out of the loop or, or, you know, journalist or anything like that tweeting out like, Hey, you know, hearing this is what's happening with Forsberg. Right. This is somebody in the know uh, mm -hmm. who has made a pretty definitive statement about what he thinks Forsberg's future is going to hold. 
Yeah, and John Hines is not somebody who is a game player when it comes to words. I think everybody in the Predators hockey sphere understands the power of words after the whole competitive rebuild debacle. <laughs> so linguistics matter, and I think that David Poyle and John Hines both um, choose their words carefully. And I feel like these words are not neutral. So I, it made me feel more confident listening to him talk about Forsberg's situation and that he's in communication with Forsberg. Forsberg has been working out here in Nashville. He hasn't left the city. So I read a little bit into this. I, I have let myself I have let myself feast on this a little bit, and I slept slightly better last night. There's another part of that that also makes me think Philip Forsberg is going to come back. And it doesn't have anything to do with the CMA Fest appearance per se. Okay. Maybe maybe a little bit. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And you know how we're always talking about Built Bar or coming out with new amazing flavors every month? Well, this time... They have outdone themselves. They have a new flavor called Mud Pie. And for the first time ever, they are introducing the Mud Pie flavor in both Built Bar Puff and Built Bar uh, Regular. Whatever you call their regular. Yeah, I guess just a Built Bar. So what does Mud Pie taste like? If you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down because the new Mud Pie is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble you gotta try it as soon as possible because this flavor uh, is selling out very very fast and it's also available for a limited time so better make sure you get yours if you're not convinced we say the best for last it is good for you no seriously all built bar products are low calories high protein and low in sugar plus mud pie is packed with 16 grams of collagen protein so yeah it will keep you full it'll help you build some muscle it's the perfect treat. Plus, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which means they're healthy and tasty. So if you want to try it for yourself or try some of the other amazing Built Bar flavors, go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, and we have been breaking out the Ovothinko meter. Yes. Talking about how much we should overthink uh, certain uh, tidbits of the Nashville Predators offseason the past couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah, Philip Forsberg over the weekend appeared on stage at the CMA Fest. Yes. Uh, apparently, you know, a lot of people in the crowd, like Preds fans that were there, uh, tweeted that they thought at first he was going to, like, announce he oh. was back like have that be the stage to announce the reason <laughs> um how very nashville yeah. that would have been fun as hell first off uh you yes. know the crowd was chanting resign forsberg or something like that or mm -hmm. you know, yes like, i can't remember exactly and you could tell like yep. Philip forsberg like would have wanted to maybe say something but thought like better of it yeah um Look, obviously, you know, the Nashville Predators star forward, you know, kind of the fashion icon of the team um, who has a lot of, you know, sort of weird friends like outside of hockey, like <laughs> and stuff like that, that he hangs out with being at CMA Fest 
I think that's pretty zero sign of anything other than it's just a Nashville athlete who wanted to hype up the crowd. To me, the bigger thing to read into with this, and you kind of touched on it, is that Philip Forsberg is still in Nashville. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think there is something to that. And and I would say I don't read a ton into him being at CMA Fest because he is probably one of the most recognizable Nashvillians, especially, you know, especially athletes um, who doesn't drink beer through a, you know, fish carcass. There's still time. No, let's not. But, you know, so I don't read too much into that. You know, his fiance is a musician. She's a songwriter. So that's sort of their crowd. I don't read a ton into him being at CMA Fest, but I agree with you. There is a little something to be said for the fact that Philip Forsberg is here in Nashville. You know, he is not out in LA hanging out with Victor Arvidsson, you know, looking at neighborhoods. He is not um, off somewhere meeting with other teams that we know of, um, you know, as we hyper stalk his Instagram. So I think there is something to be said for the fact that Philip Forsberg is spending his off season for the majority of the time. He's right here in Nashville. And I think that speaks to, this is kind of his home base. This is where he and Aaron are comfortable. This is where both of them have roots. Let's hope that translates into something, but you have to weigh the whole business aspect of the contract with the whole, you know, Philip Forsberg's a Nas- Nashvillian. I mean, he's a Swede. He'll always be yeah. a Swede. But, you know, this really is where he has roots. So it's interesting that he is not MIA in this offseason so far. Yeah. And you, you hear about oh, – that wasn't a sentence at all. You hear about – Players, once the season is over, you know, they go home to, you know, Canada or in Philip's case, Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they do their summer home. They're maybe like on vacations or golf trips and, and something like that. Um, you know, and the fact that Philip Forsberg is here, you know, working out at Centennial. Um, yeah, I mean, that gives you a pretty good indication that he at least has some roots here. Now, obviously mm-hmm. his fiance uh, is from the South and lives in Nashville and is somebody who is, you know, in the music industry. Um, so there, there's that. Um, but the the fact that he's still working out at the Preds team facility, the fact that he's interacting with all these, you know, all the team officials like John Hines um, and the fact that he feels comfortable enough to go out, you know, yes. in front of a city full of his home fans and yes. make his appearance. That tells you everything that Philip Forsberg is comfortable here. And, mm-hmm. and like we said from the start, I, I don't think the question has ever been whether Philip Forsberg wants to come back. You Agreed. Know, that was maybe the question with, with Ryan Suter is just, can you make this happen from a business sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I do think Philip Forsberg being here gives me an indication maybe if we're breaking out the Ovothinko meter, I should yes. have like a prop or something. Oh, like it would that. have been and, amazing. You know, like, you know how like you used to build like the Stanley cup out of tinfoil when you were, we need kid. the Ovothinko meter out of tinfoil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the next time we do the Ovothinko meter, we will uh, <laughs> have an actual prop for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, com- combined with all that, you know, it's, he must seem to think there's a very good chance mm-hmm. he's going to stay here. Right. 
I think so. But I look at it almost from the flip side. Like how awkward would it be if Philip Forsberg plans to leave and if he doesn't feel optimistic about staying in Nashville and he goes out on stage at CMA like awkward (laughs) what if he goes on stage at CMA and announces he's not coming back he's like love you guys like off to you know LA New York wherever yeah he's like coming out in like that weird shirt he was wearing on stage he's like what's up guys (laughs) just want to let y'all know I will be playing with the Kings next year a nine and a half million dollar contract is about to be announced Here's Chris Stapleton. (laughs) That would be awful. God, I want to just hear like (laughs) that throughout the crowd, man. Like what if he came out in his like King's jersey? Can you imagine like you don't want to drop that in the middle of a hot, potentially drunk CMA crowd. So let's. He he comes out in like his new Penguins jersey with like the 2017 finals patch on it. (laughs) No thanks. He's just like, yeah, guys, I just want to say really looking forward to working with Crosby next year, uh, going for my first 50-goal season. Anyway, yeah, who wants to hear some country? <laughs> no, I don't think that. I don't think so. So hopefully the fact that he's comfortable being out and about, you know, let's let's overread into it. At least he's not avoiding situations that he knows are going to be potentially awkward. So we'll read a little into that. Now let's talk real quick about real estate and Nashville because this yeah. one, oh, the pot well, has been a stirred. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love talking about real estate in Nashville? Huh? It's uh, I mean, everybody's favorite topic from a favorite topic. business journal around the U.S. <laughs> Uh, but so, there's one that's specific and mm-hmm. business or real estate investor who has popped up on the Nashville radar. Yes, Barry Trotz. It was discovered and put on um, Twitter uh, for the perusal of the Predators hockey fandom on Twitter that Barry Trotz has bought a house in the Nashville area. And everybody went, and the crowd went wild, friends. It became this feeding frenzy of, oh, what does this mean? Oh, I don't think it means anything. First of all, it means that there are very few people who can afford real estate in Nashville, but Barry Trotz is one of them. So (laughs) that's one thing that you can take away from this. How much more did you read into this, Nick? Like, where is your, you know, where's your meter on this? I mean, it's a real estate investment. I mean, A, mm-hmm. let's also not forget that Trotz and his family spent, what, like 13 yes. years in Nashville? So mm-hmm. maybe they would just like to have a house in Nashville because they like the city. That seems to be the most reasonable thing. I think I think the whammy came from the news that the same day he bought this house, the news came out that he turned reportedly turned down uh, a massive coaching deal with the Philadelphia Flyers that would have made him one of the top paid coaches mm-hmm. in the NHL. Now, obviously, there's there's been rumors out there uh, that Barry Trotz, if he doesn't return to coaching, may get into management. And I think mm-hmm. that is where something, you know, where a lot of fans have kind of put like two and two together. And it's like, oh, maybe Barry Trotz is going to join the Predators front office. Um 
But, you know, the fact that he's still taking coaching interviews with a lot of different teams uh, and, you know, let's 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 face it. It's he just bought a house in Nashville, you know. Yeah. There's, like there's a lot there's a lot of people doing that. Uh, yeah. Check the celebrity sphere. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think you can read too much into that, mm-hmm. although it is fun to speculate a little bit. It's interesting. I think it's probably more likely that Barry Trotz is going into the Airbnb business than I do think that he bought this house and is moving in to kind of shuffle David Poyle over a little bit in in the power seat. So I, I think people really liked imagining that it was a whole thing, but I think it's just, you know, Barry Trotz bought a house in Nashville. <laughs> God, Barry tries as an Airbnb owner. Like if you don't like, if you don't like fold your sheets the right way, do you get healthy scratch for like five straight games? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like think become, about those reviews. Like, yeah. Do you become like the Colin Wilson of, of <laughs> the team and just never see ice time if your ditches don't get put back in a specific order? Mm-hmm. The upside, though, is if you think about it, Barry Trotz could, in theory, borrow the Stanley Cup and decorate his Airbnb with that. Can you imagine walking into your Airbnb and like, hey, there's the Stanley Cup? Off like a nice flower arrangement. So yes. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Maybe yep. maybe some like Reese's or whatever candy you have lying Yeah. Out. Like a yeah. little welcoming treat in the Stanley Cup. I think that there's, you know, there's potential for maybe that's where Barry Trotz is going. It's, I don't know. He's retired from <laughs> NHL to be an Airbnb. Uh, yeah. Of. He could and make he, some cash, you know. He I'm really can. Welcome yeah, like the I'm, woo girls. Like and I'm make saying, some cash. real estate business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of the Stanley Cup, and last yes. night was game one of the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, a very, very exciting game. Oh. The Avalanche won 4-3 in overtime uh, after the Lightning came storming back. Mm-hmm. This was exactly what I wanted last night when I sat down with my snack and my drink and said, give me some hockey. This was the game that I'd really hoped for. And there was a lot of interesting things I, I took away from this game. One is... These teams are so fast. You know, I sat and watched the pace of this game. And of course, you kind of assume it's the Stanley Cup. It's game one. You know, nerves are high. Adrenaline's high. The game is going to be fast in the first five minutes and then settle down. And it just the pace that these two teams can play is remarkable and slightly terrifying as you look at the Nashville Predators, because I'm like, where is speed like that on the Nashville Predators team? So it was really, uh, I had a moment of like, wow, you know, how, how do, and clearly the Predators didn't this year, but you know, how do you compete against teams with speed like this? So I was amazed at kind of just how out of the gate quick this game was and how they maintained sort of that pace through 60, almost 62 minutes of of hockey. It was it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, the abs are so fast. It even caught the lightning off. Yes. We talked about the lightning speed. I mean, you saw it uh, in the stadium series, just how outpaced. Mm. how that lightning were able to do that to the Nashville Predators, like just how much pace they had and just seemed like the Predators can never keep up. 
Colorado did that to lightning right off the bat. Yes. I think that surprised Tampa Bay a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously yesterday when we were making our predictions for game one, uh, I said the other thing. I said that it was going to be the lightning that came out and caught the avalanche mm-hmm. a little bit off guard uh, and that the avalanche would come storming back, but the lightning would prevail in the end and pretty much the exact opposite <laughs> of everything I said happened down to the fact that the lightning were the team that came storming <laughs> back uh, instead of the avalanche. So uh, I would like to apologize for Tampa Bay. Um, for basically ensuring that the Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> Maybe you just misspoke. Like you called the game right, but you misspoke the team. Yeah. Maybe that's what happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, did I did I say the Avalanche were going to lose? No, <laughs> no. I, I got those two teams mixed up. They're yeah. just so similar. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was interesting too – Right out of the gate, you know, the abs went up to nothing. And Vasilevsky, ooh, that that was a little bit of a rough start. And yeah. saw online that this is the first time that Andre Vasilevsky has allowed three goals in the first period ever in his postseason career. And Colorado really put everything out there on Vasilevsky and where I think kind of the Tampa Bay fans were saying, you just haven't played a goalie like Vasilevsky, Colorado, you're not going to get anything past him. Colorado was like, "Mm, excuse me. So yeah, it was, it was intense. It was intense. Yeah, for Vasilevsky, there was a couple of those he definitely should have had. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's also interesting because he started the New York Rangers series on not that great of a note. Mm-hmm. And he kind of came back and dominated the rest of the series. So, yes. you know, it, it's it's interesting because it's like, okay, well, was this just Vasilevsky having an off game? Is he going to go back to kind of being his trademark self? And he kind of was. For the rest of the game, you know, right. very strong in that second period where I thought the Avalanche really could have opened the door up a little bit more and said Tampa came back um, and down the stretch, you know, b- besides that overtime goal. I mean, he kept the lightning in it mm-hmm. and gave them a chance to fight back. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. And if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, you know, you have to kind of look at this and say, OK, we clearly didn't play our best game. True. And we were still one shot away from winning mm-hmm. one. So there's absolutely no panic uh, in the Tampa Bay Lightning. No. And through the Colorado Avalanche, you did exactly what you needed to do. You went game one. You won the first game. You now have the series advantage. Yes. And I think you can't count either of these teams out, whether you're looking at them in this game where twice you had Tampa Bay down two goals. You cannot count these teams out you know, whether it's 60 minutes or whether we're looking at, you know, a seven game Stanley Cup final series, which, you know, I'm here for if the games are like that. Um, But I do want to talk about what I think was probably one of the most controversial things that came out of the Stanley Cup game last night. And that is Darcy Kemper and Sox. (laughs) Have you seen this? I've heard bits and pieces of it. Okay, you'll have to you're gonna have to explain this to me. So they were showing kind of the goal camera angle of Darcy Kemper, um, were you know trying to save a shot, and you look, and Darcy Kemper is not wearing socks. You just see like you know goalie pads. You see the backside. You see where yeah. they attach. 
and leg. Just leg. Are you serious? Leg. And it was a whole thing. And then people on Twitter started saying, well, yeah, lots of people don't wear socks. And literally, my mind is blown. How do you not wear socks? Does he not have like the like the team thing? Like the team sock? There was no sock to be there was no sock to be seen. Wouldn't that be really cold? Like what do you do if you do like the stretch and you're like yeah. bare legs are grinding against like a snow, snowy I, part of the ice? I don't know. And all I can think is like my feet hurt thinking about the blisters. Like surely he has little footy socks in the skates, right? I would imagine. Yeah. Didn't see him. Right? No socks to be seen on Darcy Kemper. And these are the things that should keep people up at night. Yeah. Uh, we may have to reach out to uh, <laughs> Rachel Kay on the forecheck, uh, who's the yes. expert to see if this is indeed a common thing. Yeah, we need to report back on yeah, this. Because, because I don't know. Like, I, I, have, I genuinely have no idea. I just thought like it was like part of the uniform. Like they just all yeah. wore like some sort of leg protection or something like that. Right. No, it was just all Darcy Kemper leg just hanging out there. No sock. Not sure how I feel about that. I feel very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a great place to end the show. Yeah. Ruminate uh, on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so game two coming up on Saturday. Uh, we'll have a little bit more, maybe talk about the rest of the series on tomorrow's show. Uh, also, lots of other good Pred stuff that uh, we'll uh, talk about. Hopefully, we won't have to break out the uh, Ovo Thinko meter <laughs> for any sort of weird interaction. Like, Philip Forsberg has shaved his mustache. What is that? Oh, mean? gosh. Um, but we do have some uh, harder stuff coming up. We have, of course, more report cards to give out. Uh, we'll also take a look at some draft previews and get into some trade rumors. Maybe mm -hmm. the Predators could make a swing at some of the people on the market. We'll take a look at how likely some of those are and what it would take to get that done. So lots coming up here on the Locked On Predators over the next couple of weeks. Until then, Anne, where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Read my work at ontheforecheck.com. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know if we're reading way too much into any of the news that has uh, popped up in the Nashville verse over the past little bit, or just let us know your thoughts on game one of the Stanley cup finals. That's going to do it for us today on the lockdown predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day back tomorrow with another episode. See you then.